0: Awesome. Praise the Lord. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high. You may never get to show off your cell phone. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. And I'm flying, Today, I will learn from God's Word. And my life will never be the same. Because faith comes. By hearing hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we've been talking about operating in God's kind of favor. Amen. And uh, we discovered through reading James chapter number four, verse six, that the Bible says God gives more grace. And he goes on to say in quotes, uh, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He says, God resists the proud and he gives uh, grace to the humble. That word "resist" means to actively fight against. He says God actively fights against uh, pride as a spirit. Amen. And we discovered last week that the reason he does that is because that's the first sin uh, Satan actually committed in heaven for him to be cast out of heaven. It's called uh, pride. And uh, we also discovered that God gives grace to the humble. So if you are humble, you can expect some grace. Now, if you read in the NIV, it would say God opposes the proud, but he gives favor to the humble. And then when you go on to read verse 10, he says, therefore, someone say, therefore. Yeah. And I was saying in the first service, some of you did math. And you remember when you'd work the equation, after you've done all the dirty work, you'd get to the part where you say, Therefore, put the three dots. You know, some of you would show off and, you know, even underline. And this is the conclusion. He says, humble yourselves before the Lord. I like what he says. He didn't say, I pray that God would humble you. Do you see it? He says, humble yourself. Because if someone else is humbling you, it's not humility. It's humiliation. Amen. So God says, humble yourselves before the lord and what will happen he will lift you up again it says humble yourself before the lord he didn't say humble yourself before people you know because when you try to humble yourself before people you will get into all kinds of false humility in fact the things that men call humble are not necessarily the things that god calls humble have you ever heard the statement humble beginnings what that means is just poor They don't want to say poor. So they just say humble beginnings. So man thinks humility is poor, but not God. Amen. I said, amen. (laughs) So humility in the eyes of God is not poverty. You know, where I grew up, people would wear dirty clothes. They would wear uh, old clothes, just, you know, garments that touch their ankles. No makeup, no hairdo. Drive old cars from 1923. And you'd ask them, what are you doing? I'm being humble. No, you're not. You're inconveniencing yourself. That's what it is. Because humility, according to the Bible, has got nothing to do with all of that. And when you humble yourself before the Lord, you will get into the right kind of humility. And the Bible here promises us something that is awesome. It says, humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up. He didn't say humble yourselves before the Lord and there is a good chance you may be lifted up. He says, if you humble yourself, you will be lifted up. Yes. Amen. So the way to spot humble people is to look for wherever God is promoting. Man, that's awesome. So if you want to flip it, if you want to look for people who are humble, just look for the people who God is promoting. I'm not talking about people who are self-promoting because there's a difference. Between self-promotion and God promoting you. So God wants us to be humble so that he can promote us. Amen? Let's go to Philippians chapter number 2. We're going to read from verse 5 to 11. Thank you, Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. And he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the you know, uh, context here is humility. So humility is a mindset. Say that after me. Humility, humility. is a mindset. Humility is not a situation. You know, you bump into crazy situations. Okay, some of you have to be humble by convenience. You know, you are in a place where you have to be humble. Amen. But it's a mindset. Humility is a mindset. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So you have to renew your mind to operate in, in, in this kind of humility. says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind? Who being in the very form God. How many of you realize that Jesus was God himself? We call him, we call it the deity of Christ. Who in the very form God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was equal with God, but, someone say but. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Man, this is a crazy downgrade. He was God, but was made in the likeness of man and being found in the fashion as a man. Some of you don't see the magnitude of this. He's coming from a place where angels continuously worship him 24-7. Cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Casting down their uh, crowns of gold. And he's coming to become a man. Listen, if I was God making the plan to come on the earth to become a man, I would have come with some sort of, you know, a uh, uh, supernatural hidden power, like one of those Marvel movies. I would have come as uh, 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 Superman times ten. I can't just be man. I would have come as Voltron or something. I would have come as something or, or Captain Captain Planet, because I rule the planet after all. You know, if they mess with me, fire, earth, wind water <laughs> heart oh heart was a part of it <laughs> I would have come with something so that when I walk down the streets there is no second guessing that this is the son of man yeah. oh no not the son of man the son of God <laughs> God himself but Jesus took the very form of man he was fashioned as a man that's humility humility And watch what he says right after that. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Man, it took humility for him to die at the cross with all that power. See, people don't realize Jesus could have gotten off the cross. He could have just, time out. Okay, I'm done. (sniffs) Take the, (laughs) what you're saying? Who was messing with me? Who's got my clothes? Who's got my robes? But no, it took humility for him to die a shameful death. For it is written, cursed is any man that dies on the cross. And he did it for you and me. As a demonstration of humility. And to confirm what we read in James chapter number 4 verse 10. Humble yourself in the eyes of the Lord and he will lift you up. Watch what happens in verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly what? exalted him. Man, there's always promotion where there's humility. Can I get an amen? amen? Man, you are not truly humble if there's no promotion. Hallelujah. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given in a name which is above every name. Verse 10. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven Things on the earth and things under the earth. God gave him authority. Three-dimensional authority, I call it. In the heaven, in the earth, and under the earth. Why? Because he humbled himself. So whenever we humble ourselves, we tap into this grace of promotion. But when we exalt ourselves, the Bible says God resists the proud. It's not that God is coming against people. It's that God has put a judgment on a spirit of cold pride. And when you operate under that spirit, you operate under the judgment that God put on it. Amen. So it's not God coming after you. But it's you putting yourself under that uh, spirit. Amen. I said, amen. Now, if we go to Luke chapter number 17, what is humility? Some of you may ask, because I want to start operating in humility. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Amen. I call it the many faces of humility. It says in verse 12 of Luke chapter number 17, talking about Jesus. As he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 lepers. How many? 10 of them. Which stood afar off. They stood afar off because they were not allowed to come into contact uh, with others. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Man, this is awesome. Verse uh, 10 shows us the grace side of what God has done when it comes to healing. God by grace has already made a payment on the cross for your healing. But you have to act on it. Notice Jesus could have said, be healed. You're healed, you're cleansed. But no, he gave them a word to act on. Because everything in the kingdom of God operates by faith. He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. The only time you were allowed to go and show yourself to the priest was when you were already clean. So Jesus, by faith, wants them to act like they're already clean. Just like Dillian, by faith, you have to act like you're already in abundance. That's why the problem is not the material things. The problem is the scarcity mindset. When your mind is set on scarcity, it doesn't matter how much you get. You'll still live like a poor man. Because the problem is not the material things. The problem is the mindset. Amen. So he wants them to act like they're already healed. And as they did, the Bible said, as they went, as they acted that way, they were cleansed. Watch what happens in the next verse. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. And watch what Jesus said in verse 16. And he fell down at his face, face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Next verse. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? Was that faith, your church, not full of people? But where are the nine? Next verse. "There There were none found that returned to give glory to God Accept or save this stranger. So Jesus was puzzled. He's like, wait a minute. Didn't I heal ten lepers? Only one came back to glorify God. And the only person that realizes that it is God and come back to glorify God is someone who operates in the spirit of humility. See, because the rest of them thought, hey, Just like some of us. I'm entitled to this. You know why people don't thank God for breathing? I'm entitled. (laughs) Hey, listen. I'm entitled to live 2018, 2019, and 2020. It's my right. But a person with an attitude of gratitude realizes, Wait a minute. This is not because I deserve it. It is because I found grace and mercy in the eyes of the Lord. And therefore, I will give him thanks. And the Bible says he came back and glorified God. When we give God thanks, Jesus interprets it as us glorifying God. Can you imagine tiny little insignificant man has the potential and the power on the inside of them to glorify God. The other word for that is to magnify God. And I used to wonder how that works because God is everywhere, right? We say God is omnipresent and we sing songs about magnifying God. And I used to ask, where else can I magnify you? Because you occupy every bit of space in the universe. And then God said to me, you can magnify me in your heart. Because in some people's heart, I am very small. So when we say, I magnify you, Lord, we're not talking about magnifying him out here. We're talking about magnifying him in here. How big is God on the inside of you? Because if he's really big, you will realize he's the one responsible for promoting you, he's the one responsible for keeping you alive, he's the one responsible for the very healing that kicked in. And guess what the first thing you will do if you are a well-mannered person? Thank you, Lord. And Jesus says, that's glorifying God. Man, that's awesome. That's the first face of humility. A thankful person is a humble person. When you're not thankful, for the most part, you're looking at self and glorifying self. See, it works like a seesaw. Both uh, sides of the seesaw. Anybody ever seen a seesaw? You can't have both sides of the seesaw up. Only one at a time. When you glorify God you're not glorifying yourself. When you start glorifying yourself, I can guarantee you, you're not giving any of that glory to God. Amen? Works like a seesaw. And this dude came back and he glorified God. He knelt and he said, thank you, Jesus. Why? Because he recognized all of that had come from God. And I was saying in the first service, man, when it comes to running, we have some people here who run uh, races, you know, uh, 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 comrades and now two oceans. And, uh, you know, there are different kinds of muscle groups when it comes to running. There are short twitch muscles, which enables you to run, you know, uh, short distances at a burst of speed. And they are long twitch muscles, which give you endurance like Pumlani here to run comrades, And none of us in here picked any of these genes when we were in our mother's womb. No one said, okay, I'm going to pick long twitch muscle. No one said, okay, I'm going to pick an ability To do math. I'm going to pick an ability to do uh, things, uh, to do art, to do business. No, God created you that way. And when you humble yourself enough to recognize it was God, what's the first thing that should come out of your mouth? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you know what that makes you? A humble person. And you start giving credit and all glory to God for every single thing that happens in your life. Man, when I get out of the house, I thank God for the beautiful weather. I thank God that I'm still breathing. I thank God that I'm still sane. Because it takes a tiny little chemical imbalance for you to go cuckoo. You know, with speed running out of your mouth and you can't put in your own food in your own mouth and you can't count up to 10. It takes a tiny little chemical imbalance. Who has been keeping you sane? Some people don't realize it is God. Uh, two years ago and i know michelle is fighting the same thing two years ago i lost my voice and i'm a preacher i realized man i needed to start thanking god for my voice i was like thank you jesus that i can talk thank you that i have a voice because there's nothing as frustrating as having a message in your heart and you can't spell it out but god has enabled us. God has kept us this far. And we, when we humble ourselves and come before him and say, thank you, man, I'm telling you, it just blesses his heart. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. Amen. Let us go now to Joshua chapter number three, verse seven. Thank you, Jesus. God says, when you humble yourself before him, he will exalt you he will lift you up. And uh, Joshua was one man who humbled himself before the Lord. And watch what happened. The Lord said to Joshua, today or this day will I begin to what? Magnify you in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, I will be with you. When you're humble, God begins to magnify you. But how do you stay in the game? That's, that's how I would put it. How do you stay in the game? How do you make sure that you keep God's power? flowing through you, God's anointing flowing through you. When he magnifies you, you take that magnification, if there's a word, that honor, that glory, and you give it back to him. And as you give it back to him, he will give it back to you. Amen. I said, amen. God will honor you in what he has called you to do. You know, just this week, my wife, my wife called me as she was at assembly with, uh, uh, you know, the kids at our daughter's school. Someone ran up to her and said, man, I wanted to find out if you are the faithful people. And she said, yes, I am. And this person said, man, I am so glad I met you. I watch your show all the time. Can I please have a coffee with you? Man, this is so awesome. You've changed my life. You and your husband have changed my life. And what is God doing? God is magnifying. He's exalting us. What do we do? You don't start laughing when people come to you. You know, yeah, because I'm the man. (laughs) Yeah. No, you say, man, Lord, thank you. Thank you that I have an opportunity to change people's lives. Thank you that you have given me this opportunity to be a part of what you are doing in the kingdom. And as you do that, God keeps magnifying you even more. Amen? Man, he, he doesn't want you to stay down. He wants you to stay up. But the way to keep going up is to keep yourself in check. That this is not because I'm clever. This is not because I'm awesome told you last week i said man there's nothing i could point to that has enabled me to even stand before you and minister this morning (laughs) i couldn't point to my nationality (laughs) i wish i could (laughs) i couldn't do that i couldn't point to my race (laughs) i wish i could i couldn't point to my surname (laughs) i wish i could i couldn't point to the money in the bank (laughs) i wish i could thank you jesus (laughs) I can't. The only thing I'm left with is God. Man, and when you carry this attitude into the marketplace, God will begin to promote you. And you won't have to promote yourself. Amen? I said amen. Let's go now to Numbers chapter number 12. We're going to read from verse 1 to 2. Numbers chapter number 12 from verse 1 to two. <clears throat> this is awesome. Then Miriam and Aaron Aaron for uh, uh, Caleb. <laughs> Miriam and Aaron spoke with Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. I wonder what's wrong with the Ethiopian woman. Anyway. And they said that the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses. So they started attacking Moses. Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Who heard it? I didn't hear that. You know, sometimes we act like God has no ears. See, when people talk about you, behind your back at work, sometimes you act like God does not have ears and you want to fight your own battles. And then you come up here, you say, this is how I fight my mind. No, this is how you fight your battles. You let the Lord hear it. And you don't take matters upon your own hands, the Bible says, leave God to do all that because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Humility relies and depends on God, watch this, 100%. Humility doesn't feel the need to go and keep people in check. At work, you know, you will feel the urge. I'm not saying you're not going to feel the You will feel the urge like, man, what did they say about who? Me? Oh, man, let me talk to them. Let me call them. That's not what Moses did. Watch what he did. Verse 3. Now, the man Moses was very meek. If you read in the New King James Bible, it says he was very humble. Let's read it in the New King James Bible, please, if you will. Verse 3. He says, now, the man Moses was what? very humble more than all the men who were on the face of the earth now what's interesting about this verse is this is moses writing it so can you imagine moses writing saying now the man moses was very humble (laughs) more humble than anyone in the room most people would say that's not humility but that's the god kind of humility if God says you are humble, you are humble. You know what's not humility? God says you are humble. And then you say, no, I'm just not humble. You know, Lord, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to live. The Lord says you are the head and not the tail. You say, no, Lord, you know, I'm just the tail. I'm just, I'm just a nobody. Now that's pride. You know why? Because essentially you are saying to God, you don't know what you're talking about. When God says you are a new creation, what do you say? I am a new creation. What is that? Humility. When God says you are his workmanship created in Christ for good things or for good works, what do you say? I am his workmanship created. You line yourself up all the time with what God says in his word. Whenever you go against his word, you are the one in pride. They had this raffle at at this one church and uh, they wanted people to, it it wasn't a raffle, it was uh, uh, voting. Everybody was voting. They had uh, cast a ballot and they wanted to let the people vote for who they thought was the most humble person in the church. So people voted. And then they got up on Sunday and they said, man, for this award, we want to give it to Brother Jimmy. Brother Jimmy is the most humble man in this church. Brother Jimmy, why don't you come up to get the award? And brother, as Brother Jimmy was coming up to get the award, he said, ah, disqualified. <laughs> you shouldn't have accepted the award. <laughs> That's true humility. No, it's not. Amen. Amen. Yeah. True humility accepts the honor, but he doesn't keep it to himself. You give it to God. So you don't deny the good things that God is doing in your life. But you take the glory and the honor. And you say, it is because of Jesus on the inside of me. Can I get an amen? So Moses decided, you know, he wasn't going to do anything about it. And this is what happens in verse 4. Suddenly, someone say suddenly. See, when you let the Lord take care of business, he always does it suddenly. Then the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out, you three. To the tabernacle of the, the Lord called for a meeting. So the three came out. Next verse. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle. He didn't even come in for the meeting. He just stood by the door. (laughs) And called Aaron and Miriam, called them out. And they both went forward. And the Lord spoke with them. And uh, we know the story. They ended up, you know, catching a little bit of leprosy and the camp couldn't move forward. But what's the point? The point is God took care of business. And... Moses didn't have to fight for himself. Whenever you feel the urge, the need to fight for yourself, you're going to step over into pride when you start fighting for yourself. Amen? Can I get an amen? Let's go now to Romans chapter number 12. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter number 12, verse 17 to 21. Repay no one evil for evil. Someone say amen. amen. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. How many men? Everyone. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) You see, the amens are getting softer. It says, if your enemy is hungry, do what? Man, this is a great picture of humility. If he's thirsty, do what? Give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. First Peter, chapter number five, verse five. Thank you, Jesus. First Peter chapter number five, verse five. It says in the same way. You younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. So humility must be on you like the clothes that you are wearing right now. Be clothed with what? I didn't get that. He says be clothed with humility just like you wear clothes how many of you would dare walk out of your house without any clothes you shouldn't even dare walk out of your the house without wearing humility be clothed with humility and one of the faces of humility is submission God has called us to be submissive beings. He has called us to be in submission. In fact, I said last week, one of the signs of spiritual maturity is the ability to submit. When you walk into a place, you find out who's in charge. When you walk into an airport, you find out who's in charge and what do they demand? Oh, well, I'm not going to take off my shoes. I'm just going to take off my belt. I'm going to, you know, who are you to tell me what to do? Well, you're not getting on that plane if you don't comply. Because God has called us to be in submission one to another. Why? Because that's where we get the practical training of being in submission with him. See, if you can't be in submission to people that you can see with these physical eyes, I can almost guarantee you, you're not going to be in submission with God. And one of the signs uh, of, of, of true humility is submission. Every one of us have to be in submission. Every pastor needs a pastor. Have you ever seen these men of God that start out well and then, you know, a few years later in the ministry they go crazy and things just fall apart and so on? I, I know exactly what's going on. They were not submitted to anyone. They didn't have anyone in their lives who could tell them like it is. Two kinds of people that come to my office for meetings. The ones that already tell me the decisions they've already made and the ones that come to hear my counsel and my advice. Those are the ones in submission. The other ones come and they say, Hey, Pastor T, I just came to tell you I already quit my job. Yeah, I'm going to start this business. Yeah. Yeah, you pray for me now. Like, dude, you know what? I would have told you not to quit your job yet. You know what submission is? Having someone who can speak into your life, who can speak wisdom into your life. Amen? I said, amen. Man, you, need, you need to be in submission. That's how God has created us to live our lives. And he says, be clothed with humility. And this is the reason. For God resists the what? The proud. But he gives grace to the humble. He keeps saying it. Verse 6. <clears throat> therefore. Someone say therefore. therefore. This is the conclusion. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. That's where the problem is, due time. Because a lot of people want to be exalted now. Not in due time. Due time means when the time is due. And God knows when the time is due. How many of you believe that? See, there's something I discovered. And I know some of you are going to find it hard to believe. There's something that I discovered in the ministry and I discovered it in reading the Bible and finding out who God is and I know some of you are going to find it hard to believe but I'm going to say it anyway I discovered that God knows more than we do He knows way more than we do I discovered that He's been around way longer than we have so when God says the greatest among you is your servant He must know something I don't know When God says, humble yourself and I'll exalt you, he must know something I don't know. Amen? Because the way of the world is to backstab everyone along the journey and climb the corporate ladder. Kill whatever you have to kill. And sometimes the church is tempted to do things that way. Because they see it work in other people's lives. It's not working. It's just a facade. When you look deep, deep. Oh, pastor you know because they promoted. it no you 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 just stick with it you stick with God stick man I'm telling you when you depend on God God always shows up yeah, that's right. in due time yeah. when when the time is due I was sharing with some of my friends and I was saying man I'm so grateful God didn't put me on TV five years ago because I would have messed it up I probably didn't have enough word to teach for 30 minutes I probably didn't have enough clarity I probably didn't have enough wisdom And God was waiting And when the time was due He put me on there And you know what, now I feel comfortable A little bit, you know, I'm getting there But I feel comfortable, you know why Because the time was due Some of you, you better be glad God doesn't put 10 million rand In your pocket, right You, you right. thank. You. Some of you need to just say Thank you Jesus, I don't have I don't have 10 right now the time is not due. Amen? I'm telling you when the time is due, that 10 million, man, it won't mean much to you. You'll still be, you know, a humble person. Some of you, if you had 10 million, you wouldn't even greet us. Some of you won't see you at church. Some of you just send your tithe to represent you. Just, you know, pastor. What more do you want, pastor? <laughs> I'm not coming. Just, There's <laughs> a truckload of my, You do what you have to do with that. I'm not coming. <laughs> Amen. So when the time is due, God will bring you into a place. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter number 12, verse 3. Romans 12, verse 3. <clears throat> For I say, through the grace of given unto me to every man that is among you to stop preaching when they are out of time. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.